0: Thank you for listening to a message from the Oak Haven Church. The following sermon was recorded during our Sunday morning worship service. We hope that this message will be helpful to you and encourage you to explore the Word of God. And now, this week's message.
1: A reading from the Gospel of Mark. At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. Just as Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, You are my Son, whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness forty days, being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. And now from the Gospel of Matthew, for if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins.
0: Thank you, Carrie. I, uh, I left on my chair, but you guys know what an envelope looks like. I put uh, a small stack of envelopes uh, beside the, the magic wooden box. Um, if you'd like to make a cash donation to Thea, uh, Put that in an envelope and write Thea on the envelope to distinguish from from contributions to uh, uh, in our in our regular worship through giving. Um, uh, just one of the things that's great about this place is that uh, we're not the only ones who use it. Um, last last well Friday just Friday night this is the uh, Aaron Preston with Oliver. Um, He's he's kind of the campus minister, part of his house, and uh, they were setting up, see how nicely they they got things set up in here, and there was a group called for their Friendsgiving event on Friday. So they extend their thanks, and it's just great to be able to serve uh, ministries like that. Um, Community for Hope also has board meetings here, Bible study fellowship meets here. Um, so uh, this is this is God's space and uh, just wanted to let you know that was that was going on uh, once again in case you missed the announcement last week our, our outreach study has shifted from Tuesdays to Thursdays it's very user friendly I'm going to pro- proclaim it a Greek free zone no reference to Greek in those Bible studies um, not true here but um, Come come and join us, and there's always something sweet at the end. Uh, God's word is sweet as well. Uh, before we go into uh, temptation and all, all that swirls around it, let's pray. Lord, we praise you for this beautiful day, for the sun beaming down on us in, in the chilly temperatures as, as your design continues on just as you planned it, and we are grateful for your masterful design of all things, including us, calling us your boys and girls, making us in your image. Bless us now as we seek to uh, restore as much of your image by the power of your spirit that we can. Spirit, pour out your power on us in this place, those who are, are accessing this by technology, who knows when or where, but pour out your blessing on us now Pour out your, your gift of teaching and preaching upon me. Pour out your gift of, of hearing, of of recognizing your voice, of feeling your nudges, the convictions you place on our hearts. We long to serve you and glorify your name, so bless this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. So I did say that declaration is for, for our house, not for this sermon. And so let's Let's just go straight to the Greek in this line, kai me ese hemas eis perasmo. Okay, and not lead us into perasmo. What that word means is uh, how we're gonna start. But the, the two big words we were, we're gonna unpack here are ice, are sorry, neg case. neg case. Can you say that with me to help me? say neg case is what's translated lead and peirasmon. Can you say that with me? Peirasmon. That that's what's translated temptation. So we're going to look at those two words and, um, and, their, and their usage before and later and things like that. Let's start at the end and work our way backwards, okay? This word that's translated uh, temptation, right? If uh, any, of, any of you has an NRSV, I really like an NRSV, it will translate this, uh, do not bring us into the time of trial. The time of trial. This word, peridashmon, before this, a couple hundred years, you may have heard of Aristophanes and his frogs. Um, he used this word to mean to put to the test. Especially in a hostile sense, so we have that established usage for this word, and then along comes Christianity, and and this is the perfect word for adopt to adopt for the experience of temptation by the other side. And if you read your Old Testament, there's not a whole lot of Congress uh, with uh, with with demons. Not that there's not. But in terms of temptation, things like that, the book of Job notwithstanding, um, there there is not the interplay and occurrence of temptation or testing or the presence of the evil one at all, really. But all of a sudden, as Jesus comes, everything ramps up. And so this this language is applied for uh, this, uh, this hostile being put to the test word is, is summed up in what we say, temptation. It's the same word that's used that we just saw in, the, in Mark 1. Once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness, and he was in the wilderness 40 days, being tempted, same Greek word, peirasmon by Satan. He was with the wild animals, and angels attended him. And you're familiar with the parallel issues where uh, parallel accounts where where the Satan is there and and picking them off with with specific temptations Mark just sums it up so the time of trial vibe is helpful because this 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 once again every one of these lines just has resonance beneath it and, and around it and so Who's who's tempting whom? You know, the the issue of causality is raised about about the nature of temptation. We don't want to sin. We want to glorify God, so we don't want to sin. And sin comes when we're tempted. So what we'd really like is to not be... We'd like to not have to make the choice to not sin. We'd like to not be tempted so so that we're not tempted, so that we don't have to be strong. If temptation never comes along, we don't have to be strong. We can just be. And is what, you know, it kind of is at the core of this. All right, so the other big uh, Greek word is eisenegkes. case. All right, now, did I parse the other one out? The the, the the word for temptation is just a plain old accusative masculine noun for the three grammar nerds in here. Okay, so case is an aorist. Active subjunctive second person singular. It's okay if that doesn't mean anything to you. It's all right. It's, it's. I'm I'm really not trying to show off because I barely understand what that means myself. But what it comes along to me in the NRSV, instead of leading us, because think of the shades of meaning between, do not lead us. Versus do not bring us. The NRSV translates this, do not bring us into the time of trial. It's the same word that Paul uses in 1 Timothy, but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world. Same word. And we can take nothing out of it. So being led and being brought have two different vibes to it. And what you can do is is make it... uh, Make it this, and let us not be brought into a time of trial. So that the bringing, because, and do not bring us into a time of trial, you're assuming God is the one who's going to bring you. When you shift the language this way, let us not be brought. The bringing isn't necessarily by God. You with me? It can be with the entity that's at the end of the next line. We'll talk about him more next week. But it's allowed, right? Temptation is allowed. The time of trial is allowed, not caused by God. You feel the difference? I, I know it's, it's kind of shades of reality, but it's, it's really important because of the, thing, the, the issues at the core there. Um, the causer is at the end of the next and final line, and, and so this, 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 this shading and understanding even uh, draws an even bigger foundation for the text next week being about deliver us from the evil one, not just evil. Um, we, we'll get to that next week. So James directly addresses this issue of cause. Who's causing temptation? Most of you know exactly where we're gonna go and hear what James has to say. Blessed blessed is the one who perseveres under trial. This is the NIV uh, uh, translating perasmon, the word for temptation. So the blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, That person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. When tempted, same word as trial, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Lead me not into temptation, just that straight interpretation of it, Just goes right in the face of what James says here. God isn't leading anybody into temptation. He can't. He won't. And so something else has to be has to be there. Lead me away, and and when I come to this, let's see, is this the time for that? That's the time for this. So I've talked about how I pray through this and use it as a scaffold, as as a structure. I just do that, I did that accidentally. And so when I come to this part, and lead me not into temptation, this is is about my choices when sinful options are plainly in front of me. And so I pray for God to lead me instead of into those ways, but into his better will for me that day, into his best wills for me that day. Lead me away from temptation and into the best possible outcome available to me making these choices today that you put before me because I think that's the spirit of, of where the prayer is going and, 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 and nudging us and as I, as, I, as I say that part of my prayer uh, that is the part where I, I acknowledge that I acknowledge that there are at least two voices that would like for me to follow them. And the one I want to follow is the voice of the Spirit, the voice of Jesus. And so I invoke what Paul talks about in Philippians 2 and ask him to work in me to will and to do. To not just, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy. You stop the bad behavior, but you replace it with good behavior. So, don't let me be tempted, keep me away from sin, but instead, therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. He's talking about the ethics of their walk when nobody's watching. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So this is the part of my prayer where I say, lead me into your better and best wills for me today and work in me to will and to act the best possible outcome for all the options that you know are before me today and I don't. So if we look briefly at Jesus in the wilderness, all right, this is a classic case of being led into a time of trial, a time of testing. Jesus' safety and success in this temptation is fueled by the experience he had just before this temptation, just before this testing, and that experience was his baptism, right? And so his identity is ringing in his ears when he steps into this. As Jesus was coming up out of the water, he saw heaven being torn open and the Spirit descending on him like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. At once the Spirit sent him out into the wilderness and he was in the wilderness 40 days being tempted by Satan. He was with the wild animals and the angels attended him and I'm convinced that, him, uh, that he has ringing in his ears the sound of his father's voice telling him how much he loves him, how well pleased he is. And that's our, that's our secret weapon as well, to remember who we are, to remember how much we are loved, to remember the image of our daddy crawling up into his lap. Remember, the first words established our identity, who we are. We're his kids. To remember that our dad is the father that is watching down the road for us to turn back, and he runs after us to do that. You know, a lot of us uh, come from, from, uh, from more liturgical backgrounds, so I just want to say that uh, Pope Francis is not keen on this... Uh, Lead us not into temptation. Here's what he says. This line in the Lord's Prayer is not about letting me fall into temptation. It's I, the one who falls. Not him pushing me toward temptation, Francis said, miming the gesture of pushing someone. So as to then see how I fall, no. Well, a father won't do that. A father will immediately help you pick yourself up. Satan's the one leading you into temptation. That's Satan's task. You, knew, you know who. And so, the text of the Lord's Prayer in the Italian Mass has been changed uh, to, be, uh, to, to more reflect the things we've been talking about. I, and don't worry, I'm not saying that we should, we should change it. I'm just saying, when we say this line, all of this is going on, and we should be informed by that. So along with Francis, I'm not, asking God to, I'm not asking God to not cause my temptation or testing. I don't think he's doing it. But I'm asking him, like I said earlier, to spare me the experience. To, and hence my variation. If I'm asking God to put me on the better paths, then the, the, the path of temptation will be ruled out, as a matter of course. So in the end, uh, no matter who causes temptation, no matter who causes testing, God will use it. As James launches his books, his book, "James: a Servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ," to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. And here's your greeting. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials. Pairasmon, there's our word. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. God is so masterful, he will even use the trials and temptations and the wiles of the enemy and our standing up against them to forge us, to produce in us a walk in him that brings him glory. So in the end, it, there's the feeling of both trial and temptation going on in that quick, in this quick uh, phrase when we say it. It's, they're, they're both there side by side, and, and I think that's some of the power of Scripture, uh, that, that the choices are made with with layers of meaning. Anybody remember that old song? Have we trials and temptations? Are there troubles anywhere? And and we come in for a landing. Be discouraged. Here's the punchline. Take it to the Lord in prayer. So, uh, whoever's leading next week, maybe we can sing that song. But but think about think about where we get to. Take it. We are in prayer uh, as we as we consider these things, and when we feel that sense of trial, of of tempting, of testing, the first thing to do is ask for help. Take it to the Lord in prayer. And let us not be brought into a time of trial or temptation. This line and the next that we'll cover next week puts us on the battlefield. It, re- it reminds us the context, the, the staggering context in which our lives are lived in a spiritual reality where the, the enemy is trying to get at us so that he can get to our dad. Remember the one whose lap we crawled up in for some reason, the other side wants to get to him, and you want to mess with a parent, you do something with their kids. So, this acknowledges a sobering truth about our lives, that there is far more going on in my choice, whether to sin or not, whether to do good, too good or not, than just the, the outcomes of my actions. They are part of a much grander, bigger picture of the kingdom of God versus the kingdom of darkness. And the best thing we can do is just like Jesus and cling, cling to our identity. Just like Jesus did out there in the wilderness, reminding himself what he just heard his dad say. As his, his love for us is the, is the thing that defines who we are. Would you pray with me? Lord, thank you so much for your love for us, for the promise of your presence with us, for giving us the opportunity to cry out to you in prayer when we're tempted, when we're discouraged, when we're facing circumstances that seem beyond us. Remind us in those moments that we are not alone, that we are your beloved sons and daughters, your beloved boys and girls. And you care more for each one of us than our small minds can possibly imagine. Bless us with a a growing sense of your presence, of your care for us, or of the victory you grant us by your presence in your spirit. Lord, we pray that when temptation comes, that we would recognize the instant of choice that's being placed before us and empower us to choose your way, your will, your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. Hear our prayers in Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and say the prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this time of worship and reflection. To find out more about Oak Haven Church, or to view past services or hear other sermons, go to oakhavenchurch.net. To share prayer requests with our elders and minister, send an email to prayer at oakhavenchurch.net. Until next time, stay plugged in to God's powerful spirit and share His love with everyone around you, including yourself.